0: Not I. You're doing
1: Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to worship, everyone. And before I get started, uh, as we get ready to uh, celebrate Epiphany, where the the Magi or the three wise men, as we as we kind of grew up calling them, get to witness Christ get Christ God in the flesh and be able to behold. What that's like, behold, his glory led by a star to the place where he lay, which is a pretty amazing thing, considering the fact that they were not Israelites, that they were not people who were heirs to the promise God made about the Messiah, or were they, or all of us? And that's something we'll get in to, into the message. I've got a long line of announcements, but let me first start with... Uh, um, acknowledging these three saints right here, who stepped up last minute to uh, there were some illnesses to bring us music and a joyful noise and coordinate all the sound and 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 the saints back there too. So, uh, if it wasn't for them, yeah, yeah, we you would be stuck with just me, and I, I don't really need to know how how bad that would be for you. So. Aww. Okay, a few announcements before we get going other than that one is we're going to be handing out after-service after service prayer cards that have to do with that 75th anniversary that we got coming up at our faith extension for a day over at Lawrence Adult. Lawrence, oh, Lawrence Adult is a place where you used to get your GED in my hometown. I said that in staff. No, Lawrence University Chapel. <laughs> Make sure you get that right. Um, at 10 a.m. on February 18th, where we're celebrating 75 years of the great things that have happened here at Faith Lutheran Church. Um, so make sure you get your prayer card. And um, I, I haven't seen one. I just got them out of the office. Um, next weekend here, volunteer tables will be out here. Our volunteer, volunteer coordinator, Jessica Ganson will be out here telling you about all the different and great uh, volunteer opportunities that we have. So make sure... Uh, you're able to stop by and talk with her for just a second, if that's all you have. But um, it should be pretty cool. They're doing it at FMC um, this weekend. Now, this is something that's kind of close to my heart, just because I went... um, It it took a lot of uh, back and forth and talking to this person, that person, to get this this started. But we're going to be having at FMC, starting January 11th, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Something called the resilience project, the resilient adult. And there's a workbook that you can like a, a guide that you can download off our website online um, that tells you and what it's about is it is not a counseling session, okay? But it is a licensed professional counselor that is coming from Christian Family Solutions to teach us scripturally based coping skills. Because I've heard a lot of over the last couple of years that people are struggling mentally with all kinds of different things. So we're going to learn how to uh, cope better when things overwhelm us, which seems to happen pretty often. So I really, really hope that you can be there for it's 11th, 18th and 25th from 630 to 830. If you can't come to all of them, I hope you can come to at least one of them um so with that like i said remember our 75th anniversary february 18th at 10 a.m at lawrence university chapel and that's going to be pretty cool i'm kind of amazed to see how that service is going to turn out that's enough for me for now so as you are able i invite you to rise for our first song
0: for those of you who have worship folders in your hands just a quick little thing because when you have a personnel change you also have to change some of the keys and some of the songs. So. The opening song is not what you see same god is your opening song in your worship folder and that will be after confession today but we're going to start off with a song sing we the song of emmanuel as our opening song because today is epiphany and we are celebrating our savior with us god with us aka emmanuel so we're going to sing the song of emmanuel May be seated. Tonight, we'll be singing our confession, the song Kyrie Eleison, Song of Confession. From your-
1: As we all await Christ's second coming, as we look forward for Christ to come back and take back what belongs to him, which is all of us, we remember his first coming because what he did when he first came is he humbled himself, an innocent, perfect God in the flesh to suffer and die and rise again for each and every one of us. Had he not come the first time, to bring us the good news that we're able to share with others and keep to ourselves in our hearts. We would never share in the victory that Christ will bring us when he returns. So because he came the first time, we have mercy, we have grace and we have forgiveness. So as a fellow sinner, I share in the good news that upon our confession, we are forgiven in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: I'm calling on the God.
1: And our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you for thick darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover your land. And young camels of Midian and Ephah from those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. And shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. And our epistle reading comes from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men and other generations as it is now being revealed by the spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone, the administration of this mystery for which ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord in him. And through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And as you're able, I invite you to rise for our gospel, which comes from the second chapter of Matthew. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
0: Please be seated.
1: You know, Matthew 28, 18 through 19, I think is something all of us here know. And if you don't know, if you're not a chapter and verse person, like I, I am not, you'll know it. I think you'll, under, you'll know the words when you hear them. Then Jesus said, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The gospel is not just a light to the descendants of those who come from the geographical location of Israel. All of us benefit from this promise, from this Messiah being born. The promise is for each and every person on earth who might hear the good news and hopefully do hear the good news. And it really, when we have the good news, we all here know it in our heads and hopefully where it really, really counts in our hearts. Paul says, we are heirs. Heirs, like we're included in the will. We get what the Israelites get. We are heirs together with Israel, with God's chosen people. We Gentiles at the good news of the birth of the savior, have what the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob so lovingly promised his people. Peace, mercy, forgiveness, and a God who would always hear their prayers, always walk with them, always forgive them until they walk with him in his eternal presence. The Magi, the three wise men, as we often refer to them, we're able to see that beautiful child, that beautiful presence, that King of Kings being led to his feet by that star. Well, let me greet all of you with grace, mercy, and peace from God, our father, and from our born and coming again, Lord and savior, Jesus, the Christ. Amen. These magi or wise men were in fact, not Israelites, they were not heirs to the promise. Yeah, we heard in the Isaiah reading that it was prophesied that men like these would bring these gifts of frankincense and things like that to his feet. But I don't believe these men were called to come see God in the flesh and bow down and worship him if it meant nothing other than to fulfill a prophecy. This was a promise that would benefit the whole world, not just in this life, but of course into the next. Why would God lead them there if they had nothing to gain from that coming Messiah? If the promise of a need for a Messiah wasn't for them and all of us as well, what would be the purpose for us to worship him for these three Gentile wise men, kings of some kind of nation. It says where they're from, Babylonian, one of, the, one of the countries that actually carried Israel off into exile. Even later, after Jesus had ascended into heaven and the apostles in the book of Acts are told to go to homes of Gentiles who now believed, they hesitated. Because for 2,000 years, they were to associate with Gentiles. God stayed with his chosen people and they were not to associate with anybody else. So now they have a New Testament. And I don't just mean a new book written. They have a New Testament. Good news that is of great joy for all people, all people. But Israel is anyone and everyone now that's been touched with knowledge of the truth of the coming of this son of God, of this perfect and innocent son of God. Even Peter had a hard time going to the homes of Gentiles. Even those who believed everything that Jesus, that they were taught, they were taught about Jesus. It's hard to change after 2000 years to do things a completely different way doesn't even have to take that long but here are the magi marveling at the sight of a king bringing him gifts that you would bring a king gold and frankincense or incense and myrrh things that things that smell good gold something worthy of a king but there were earthly evil hands at work trying to destroy this newborn king. And that was King Herod, a wonderful man. He was the regional king of Judea at the time. At the time Jesus was born. Herod the Great, that's what they called him. Can you imagine if you were somebody that heard that about yourself enough times, you would start to believe it, I'm sure. Adam the Great, Adam the Great. And Herod did believe that. And you have to think about the prophecies about the coming Messiah. What did people, what did the Israelites expect of a coming Messiah? A king, the birth of a king, a military leader, somebody with might and the power and the ability to wield God's power, lead God's people out of oppression. And right now, their oppression was the Romans. This Messiah. He'd be a mighty force. The power of God would lead these people out of any kind of oppression you could imagine. God's chosen people, Israel. That is the earthly definition of a conqueror, isn't it? An earthly definition of a king. Well, that's of course what they expected. But God is, As you know, you read enough scripture, he never does things in a way people expect. The first coming prophecy doesn't really speak in a manner that makes references to someone that would always show power, that would always show force. And sometimes it's easy to get those mixed up. A king is born, yes. But what did that king come to do the first time around? What did he come to give us? What gift did he bring to the world the first time he arrived? Well, God humiliated himself. He became a man to hunger, to thirst. He was perfect and innocent, but he came to suffer and die and rise again, suffer and die on behalf of the guilty. That was what he came to do. That is what he was born on earth. That was what Christmas was about. Jesus coming to earth to sacrifice himself for the sins of all of us, Jew and Gentile alike. The last Passover lamb that would ever be needed. Now this doesn't in any way diminish his role as a king. But Herod thought as many of the Israelite people did that this Messiah would be an earthly king who would want to claim a throne and power. Power over the Jews. His people, people he led, people he had authority over. And you know what people who have great power are afraid of the most. Losing it. Herod the Great is no exception. He even had members of his own family killed. And he is now using these three wise men to locate this king. And we all know it's not to bow down and worship him, but to eliminate him as a threat to his own throne, his own power. On August 23rd, 1942, Adolf Hitler attacked Stalingrad, Russia, or Soviet Union as it was. And we know plenty about Adolf Hitler, probably some more than we would like to. We know all about his lust for power and his misguided thinking about how thing, how that ought to be brought about. But we don't hear a lot, unless you're a a real big historian about Joseph Stalin. And the reason for that is because during World War II, he was our ally. So you don't hear bad things about our allies. But the invasion of Stalingrad, if you can guess, yeah, it was named after him. He was not going to lose his power to the Germans, especially having a city named after him taken. He demanded they take a strategy called total war. Maybe he didn't invent that. I'm not um, a military expert But, excuse me, he demanded in this strategy, demanded, and when somebody like that demands, it's an or else kind of thing that every citizen, women, younger people, everybody in that city had to fight. At all costs, you defend that city. I don't care if you're a soldier or not, everybody fights. So they either fell to the Nazis or they would face Stalin's wrath if they didn't do what he said, what he told them. You fight, fight, fight. Hitler and Stalin were actually a lot alike. They both loved power and they, were, they would kill or sacrifice just about anything other than themselves in order to keep it. Making civilians fight against their will, making the Red Army one that had many women I'm, now I'm not knocking women I'm sure there are a lot of ladies in here who are pretty good shots, and I don't want to find that out. But he had a woman, a women sniper squad, but soldiers who would never have chosen to be if it were not under threat. I understand fighting for your home, but not many of these people didn't want to have to do this in a battle that lasted over a year. He would put anyone and everyone in harm's way to keep his power, to keep his city. Conversely, Hitler, as the battle for the city went on, would not allow General Paulus to surrender despite having starving, frozen Soldiers. They couldn't fight. They had no weapons. They couldn't hardly move. They were sick. They were dying. They were falling over. And even under some favorable circumstances or offers of surrender, Hitler would not allow it. Would not allow him to surrender. Well, one of Paulus's at some one point, one of Paulus's, the men under Paulus went to surrender. And when you start losing control of your men, you no longer have any foot in the battle. So as I said, both these men, Stalin and Hitler, would sacrifice just about anything other than themselves to keep their power. And this went on till February 2nd, 1943, when Russia officially defended the city of Stalingrad. Herod would soon try to defend his throne at a great cost, not to himself, but by slaughtering every child under two years old, just to make sure this great promised king would not survive. Not truly understanding what this king really came to do. Of course, he would never succeed, but horrible deeds to keep power is nothing new. We know that the king, the king of kings, Jesus, God in the flesh came this first time to be humble, to be human for each and every one of us. The magi, these Gentile men called to see God in the flesh knew there was something great and awesome about this king. And through a dream, they were warned not to go back to Herod and they knew it was a mistake. God warned them and protected that promise that laid in that manger, that promise to all of us because his time had not yet come. Now, as Jew and Gentile alike, all have unsearchable riches in Christ, the anointed one, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As he laid before the Magi and they bowed down and worshiped him, worshiped this King. Jesus would come and shed his innocent blood, guilty of nothing for us. And as heirs to that, because we believe in Jesus, we will share in his victory. When he comes again, He comes in victory. Victory in Christ isn't death to our enemies. Isn't victory as we would look at it here on earth. But our own deaths have been defeated. They've been conquered. And we are restored to our God because of what he did the first time. And a victorious Jesus will come back to claim us as his own When he returns and until that day, may we live in the hope of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. As we live in his forgiveness, as we live in repentance, as we love one another, as we live in humility. And in the name of that coming and born Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. at this time as we collect our offerings. We always just wanna remind you how thankful we are for your support of our, of our spread of the gospel, our spread of the good news here at Faith Lutheran Church. Heavenly Father, you continue to bless us each day as we look forward to that one day when we will be with you where will, there will be no more crying, no more pain. You've given us that gift through mercy and grace through what your son did the first time when he came to give himself, his innocent self, for this for our sakes, so that we would not have to suffer the penalty that we all deserve, that Adam and Eve earned for us in the Garden of Eden. You have forgiven our sins and washed us clean. Help us to live our lives in thanksgiving of what you have done. Help us to treat others as you, would, as you have treated us. We ask you in your compassionate heart to be with those who are ill, who are suffering depression, anxiety, loneliness, suicidal thoughts, or medical problems, surgeries or illness, especially in our prayers. We remember John George, Dolores Jacobson, and Susan Whitworth. We lift them up to you and ask you to keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit, and heal them according to your good and gracious will. We ask you to be with the families of Dolores Stickney and Armand Barth, we're both called to their heavenly homes recently, Lord. We miss and love people that, uh, that have been taken from us, Lord, but we know that this is not the end of our story, that the promise that lay in that manger so many years ago that the, the Magi witnessed is the reason that we get to see eternity. So we ask you to comfort their families with the hope of the empty tomb and the one day victorious Jesus that will return to take us to be with him where he is. We also thank you, Lord, for everything that you give us each day, even within the bounds of our church, our volunteers, our musicians, the people that you give us to to lift us up when we're lonely and the way that we love each other and lift each other up and show each other concern. We ask you to be with us and bless us for many more years as we get ready to celebrate 75 years that this body of Christ has loved each other and worshiped you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after giving given thanks, he broke it. And gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. The same way after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples. He said, take and drink of it. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Peace of the Lord be with all of you. And at this moment, take a a second to share God's peace with those around you.
0: What gift of grace What gift of grace Is Jesus my Redeemer There is no more i scene.
1: Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting, Depart in peace, we pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have given us the foretaste of the feast to come. Help us to treasure that and remember that each day as we live our lives centered in you and loving each other as you have first loved us. In your son's precious name we pray, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. One thing before we have our final song, I forgot one announcement. Celebration Lutheran School is having an open house on January 17th from four to five thirty right here. So it's not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. So Keep that in in the backs of your mind if that's that's, uh, something that you can attend. Okay.
0: Let's stand and let's close out our song with another prayer. Build your kingdom here. Let's sing together. One, two, three. Come set your rule and reign In our hearts again Increase in us we pray Set our hearts are place with hope